Good morning. This is AB and this is the Talk About God podcast. Father, I'm struggling today. I woke up feeling pretty awful. These are the first words I've actually spoke out loud all morning. My throat itches, if I'm being honest. And um, so I apologize if I cough in the middle of this. I'll try to keep it quiet as possible. Um, God, I pray that you be with me today because I'm, I'm, I need you. I need you. I trust you. And I know that coronavirus did not cure the common cold, um, which I'm convinced is what I'm dealing with. But it's mean. Um, so, (coughs) anyway, sorry. So, in regards to that, Lord, I just pray that you help me to navigate this day and to do so, um, in a way that glorifies you. So, I thank you, um, in my weakness, you are strong. And so, I, I look at it as an opportunity for you to shine more brightly. And I pray that you do. Um, my goodness, um, as always, Lord, I don't want to keep repeating the same stuff. You know, our country's a mess. I pray that you be with all of us. I pray that you raise up your church, that you get us all in your word so that we can learn and we can know how to navigate because it's getting increasingly more difficult and increasingly more important that we do know that we do know what your word says um, and that we all behave as though we do, right? That we all live as though we know the word of God because right now I see a lot of people living saying that they know the word of God but blatantly living in opposition to it. And that's huge. And it's very in your face. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I am so not. I have my own struggles with pride and hurt and vengeance and all of those things. I do. Um, but we can't just sit in our sin. We, we can't. It, we're not, it's, not, it's not of us. It's not for us because it's not of you. Um, and if it's not of you, then it's not for me. So I pray that you please guide me in that. Um, help me through it. Please be with me in the word today. It's a story that um, I think is one of the more well-known um, to some. If you were like me and didn't grow up in Sunday school, learning all the Bible stories and things like that, it's something that came to me much later in life. Um, it's still kind of surprising to me. Um, but anyway, Lord, I pray that you guide me through this. I pray that you do not let me lead anyone astray and, um, that you speak to us through, we are in Judges, uh, chapter 13 and it is the story of Samson, right? And we always hear Samson and Delilah, right? 
Oh, man. So, Samson's um, family's been oppressed. The Israelites have, at this point, been oppressed by the Philistines for 40 years. His mother is barren, um, which literally means she can't have kids. She never has had kids. She cannot. Um, which in Jewish culture is like really, really bad. It means you're going to get old and no one's going to take care of you. And the name, your family line is going to die out. So it's, it's almost like a curse. Um, so an angel comes to his mother and says, you will conceive a son. You, no razor shall come upon his head for the boy shall be a Nazarite, which is dedicated to God from birth. Here's the key thing that I didn't even recognize. He shall begin to rescue Israel from the hands of the Philistines. It doesn't say that he'll actually do it. He shall begin to do so. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so she then goes to her husband. And is like, hey, an angel came to me. This is what he said husband says, you know, I pray that the Lord will send a man, the man of God again to teach us what to do after he's born. Like, what do we do with this kid? And they're old, mind you. Um, I want to say they're in their, she's in their, in their nineties, maybe. I I can't remember exactly. It doesn't say, but I, I feel like they're very old. Um, much like Sarah. Um, anyway, so the angel comes back. Never do they question it. That's what I love about this. Uh, his parents never question it. His dad's 100% on board. And he's like, hey, angel, now when the words come true, what's his manner of life? What What is he going to do for work? Like, what, where do we, you know, where do we gear him towards? How do we nurture him and his talents? And the angel just keeps saying that the woman must pay attention to everything I said to her. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine or drink wine or any other intoxicating drink, or eat anything ceremonial and clean. She must observe everything that I command her. Um, this tells you, Mama has not been the best of Jews, right? If she was, she'd already be following the no unclean um, thing. Wine is, you know, that's normal. Um, but that tells me that, like, she she doesn't observe those things um quite as well as she should so he's he's telling her and he tells her the same thing multiple times multiple times he tells her these these things um they you know say please stay here we're gonna you know let us feed you and he says you know prepare an offering same thing happens they put the offering on a rock it burns up when it burns up the angel of the lord um and this is verse 20 so 13 Judges 13, verse 20. The angel of the Lord ascends to the altar of flames. Um, When they see this, they fell on their face to the ground. Her husband then says in verse 22, we will certainly die because we've seen God. But his wife, and this is, I'm so kind of, I'm kind of sad that her name is not listed. It's always just Manoah's wife. Um, But she says something that only only Mary is comparable to saying in the Bible as far as women. And it says, it counts her as sensible. And it says, but a sensible wife 
said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would, have re- he would not have received the burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have announced such things at the, as these at this time. She just basically says, I trust him. Like, he didn't kill me. He could have if he wanted to, and he didn't. God is good, and I trust him, and I'll be obedient. Um, Of course, we know Mary just, I think, says something along the lines of, you know, your will be done to me, or something, you know, something along those lines of, you know, whatever you say, let it come to pass. Um, Which is another very faithful (laughs) statement. Um, So, they name him Samson. Um... Of course, which we know. So he grows up, verse or chapter 14. Um, he sees a Philistine woman, decides he wants her to be his wife. Parents try and talk him out of it. Um, they don't see that this is God working. God is trying to cause a rift between Samson and the Philistines to give Samson a cause to essentially fight with them. Um, so... They go to their wedding, and he gives a riddle. Now, mind you, he's very strong. That's that's the thing I, I always kind of gloss over. I'm sorry. Um, Samson has unusual strength, and I'm talking unusual strength. Um, it says here, 14.5, when he's traveling, suddenly a young lion comes roaring towards him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and he tore the lion apart, as one tears a young goat, and he had nothing at all in his hands, but he did tell his father and mother what he had done. So he just, like, messes his line up. Like, they, they get in a scuffle, and Samson wins. Um, so that, that just tells you, like, his strength. He returns, and he sees a swarm of bees of honey were in the body of the lion. Listen, that's a dead carcass. The lion is unclean. One, it's unclean anyway, because Jews are not allowed to eat lions, from what I understand of it. I don't believe. No, I don't think they are. Um, nothing. It's got to chew the cud and have the separated hoof. It doesn't do either. Um, so, first of all, can't eat the lion. Second of all, the bees are inside the lion. Samson reaches his hand in, takes some honey, Um Apparently, I think he takes it home, and they have some too, his parents, but he doesn't tell them where he got it. So now they're, they've all participated in something that in Jewish culture is, is unclean. Um, so that tells you Samson's not completely holy, right? If he was, he would not have broke Jewish culture and, and done that. Um, so he get, this sets him up, though, because he gets to his wedding and he does a riddle and he says if you solve it i'll give you 30 linen tunics which are changes of underwear and 30 outer garments which are just your clothing but if you don't you have to give me 30 garments um and they say okay ask your riddle and this is the family of his new philistinian wife or thank you for coffee um they don't, the riddle is out of the eater, something to eat out of the strong came something sweet. We all get it right. So, um, they tell the four days in, it's a seven day process, four days into this wedding, they say, you need to convince your husband to tell you the answer. 
So she weeps, she cries, she throws a hissy fit. Day seven, he finally tells her. They come back and they say, what is sweeter than honey and stronger than a lion? And he's like, if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. He's saying, have you not, had you not forced the answer out of my wife, you would not have known it. Um, so he goes to a different place, Ashkelon, and kills 30 men and takes their gear and gives it to um, her family. Now, his anger, he was super angry, so he went to his father's house, leaves his wife. Um, so they give his wife to his companion, which is his chief attended at the wedding feast, um, who had been his friend. So I'm going to leave there because that's all messed up, but we'll pick back up in what happens when Samson realizes that the woman that he just had to have, that he was just madly in love with, um, is not his anymore, not his wife given to someone else and, um, what it causes Funny enough, it's all the work of God, which is very interesting. I think that that's where people say that good, only good can come from God and that bad things don't happen. Um, I think that Samson would definitely beg to differ that the the whole issue with the Philistines and his wife was probably not what he would view as good. Um, his actions afterwards make it very clear Um But anyway, Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray that you just help us figure it out. The fact that it says that he begins something, um, knowing that Jesus finishes it, right, is amazing. So I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for all the amazing blessings you've given me, including my health and my home and heat and a comfy bed and a roof over my head, which are all things that... I know we all take for granted so quickly. So I pray that you continue to be with us in this day. In Jesus' amazing name, I pray. God, I love you and I thank you. Amen. Get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. I will gladly take your prayers. Um, I do feel them and I thank you for them. And I just, um, I ask that you definitely get in the word. Um, We got to start standing firm on the rock of truth, which is Jesus Christ. And we're not going to do that if we don't know who he is, um, and where he came from. Old Testament's where he came from. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. Jesus never stopped being a Jew. Um, I don't think Jesus would have considered himself a Christian. Jesus is very much a Jew. Um, and I love him for it. So I just pray that you lean into him in this day and trust him. Um, yeah, have a great day. God bless.